0: And we're joined on episode two of the WNL show, the kickoff show ahead of the new Women's National League season today. I'm joined by Neve Kenneth of Boas. Neve, thanks for coming on and joining us today.
1: No problem at all. Glad to be here.
0: Let's just start off a little bit about yourself. Um, I was just doing a little bit of reading on on you. You you played football with Minute, You had you you won a scholarship with Minute. You were from what I can gather, you come up playing. You played with a lot of PMA at underage.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah. Spent my whole underage at p really. And then I was on scholarship with my Then life kind of got in the way a little bit, like I was working in the pub evenings and weekends. So I'm real, if I can't commit fully, I don't commit at all type of person. Um, but yeah, so then just trying to get back into it now, really.
0: Like from from your, your own personally, you obviously, you would have liked him to come through at payment, But then when you stepped away, what got you back in? Because... Initially, from what I can see from looking, looking at you just on your social media, you were supposed to go to UCD at the start of the season. We'll talk about moving the balls, but what got, what got you back into the, into the swing of actually wanting to play National League football again?
1: To be honest with you, I was playing with just St. John Bosco, I was playing with my friends, I was really enjoying it there, but I started working on myself a bit off the pitch. Um, I was in the gym a lot more, I was doing my own type of running, and I probably never felt as fit or as ready as I have felt right now. And I thought I didn't want to look back with a bit of regret, kind of. So I decided to try and get back into it um, and give it in one last go, I suppose. That's
0: an interesting one, because normally when we see a lot of players, when they play with when, when an, an elite team coming up and then they drop down the levels, they're more intent to, say, drop out of football instead of try to look to come back up a level. So like that must show a lot to your character in terms of... Wanting, wanting to try and succeed again, because it could have been easy just to say, I'm happy with with your friends playing football.
1: Yeah, of course. Like, I love football. I love playing. And the more I'm on the pitch, the better. But I think I have that drive in me as well. And I like pushing myself. So um, when I felt as fit as I was, I just said, you know what? I don't want to waste it. So while I still have it, I said, I'll push on, try again.
0: Initially, as I did say a second ago, you were going to come back in with DLR Waves. I can't I can not not talk about DLR Waves even though you were there for a short time because you actually got to go and play a game against a foreign opposition before all this madness happened at the start of the year for a pre-season friendly. You got to go over and play Celtic.
1: Yeah, of course. That was a great opportunity. Um, I was really thankful for Graham for giving me that chance. But to be honest, like I was looking around myself at DLR and there's a great team. They have great midfielders. You have the likes of Nadine and stuff there at the moment. And I was looking around myself and I was saying, look, I don't think I'll get in here. And um obviously I want to play as much as possible, coming up to me late twenties now. So um I just looked around and I thought, you know what, if I want to give it a go, I want to give it a go playing rather than off the bench, you know, that kind of way. So
0: And in ter- even, even in terms of that, like it was a bit of a madness situation. Like we only before the season was due to start, for people who don't know, Bows are only confirmed in as a, a league side with less than ten days before the season started. That was a bit of a madness one. How did the con- the contact with Bowes come about? Was it yourself contacted them or did Sean or Pat come to you?
1: Bowden was there at the time and Steph got in contact with me and said that Pat and Tom would love to have me down. And um, I heard about the project, I listened for a while, and I said, you know what, that's definitely something I'd like to be a part of. Um so look here I am. It's,
0: it's it's good when you have people like Steph Bowden talking about you considering she'd be someone who'd be well known within the Irish football the Irish football and circuit she did have a, a bit of a spell herself with the National League. So when you have people like that talking about you and then you have quality, the quality of coaches and, and Sean and Pat when they're looking for you as well, that, that bodes well for you. That must have given you a big confidence boost.
1: Yeah, of course. Like, I was surprised to hear from her as well. And um, I think we're really lucky with the management and the coaching staff that we have there at the moment. Um, I'm learning a lot from Sean and Pat and then Mudel has came in recently as well. I'm learning a lot from them so I'm really enjoying my time there at the moment anyway.
0: Like, I'll give you a brilliant one. I watched... Um, Shelburne against Dundalk in the League of Ireland with Sean this the second was the second night of the season. And we didn't talk women's football much at all during the game, but I was just listening to his tactical knowledge, talking about breaking stuff down on the pitch. And I was fascinated. I, I left the stadium, you know, sort of thinking to myself, wow, I'd love to, I'd love to I'd love to be able to work with him and actually, you know, I'm not a soccer player, I never have been, but actually to work with him and see what he does on a day-to-day basis. Because it's, it's eye for detail, and it's eye for the small little movements. It always fascinates me.
1: Yeah, no, he's great. He knows the stuff, I have to say. Like, you think I... But no, since I've been at Bowes, I've learned a lot from Sean. Um, because I was playing in the lower leagues, I tend to just run around a bit like a headless chicken half the time. But Sean's really working with me at the moment on positioning. Um, and I'm definitely learning a lot from him. So,
0: In terms of your own sort of position, where you're looking to play this year... Have you got Have you got your stamp on a position or are you just want a position in the, in the starting 11?
1: I'd be happy anywhere, to be honest with you, Aaron. But no, look, at the moment, I'm training as an attacking midfielder. Um, I'm really enjoying it there. As I said, Sean's working with me. But to be honest, we have such a big squad at the moment and nobody's guaranteed a spot. Um, there's no set 11. I don't envy the lads trying to pick a team, to be honest, because I personally couldn't pick one. Um, every girl's running up to every training session, do you know what I mean? And they're working hard. So everybody's fighting for a place. so I'll be lucky to get in but hopefully
0: maybe maybe this COVID-19 break wasn't the wasn't the worst thing to happen for both considering the short notice that they had before the start of the season because apart from some it'll be quite a young squad this year
1: oh 100% like I said to the girls as well the COVID was probably a blessing in disguise for us just with the break because we'd only heard about Getting into the league two weeks before, um, we didn't really know each other. There was still that bit of awkwardness there, to be honest. Um, but over the lockdown then, we were on Zoom together. We'd done a few quizzes. We were training with Dave as well. So we got to know each other a bit better. And then obviously when restrictions came down, we got to do a few bits together and we really got to know each other. And um, I think we definitely need that. And obviously we've been working in pre-season the last couple of weeks and working well together and getting to know each other a bit better. So yeah, definitely helped us in the long run.
0: Speaking of Zoom sessions, I can't uh, help but thank you for some of the bows gossip this this summer. Um, at the start when you put up the picture of the Zoom session, I was like, I didn't know she was opposed, I didn't know she was opposed. and I actually text Pat, the two of us had a bit of a laugh over that. Was like, like um, that you was like, th- tell Neva said thanks for giving me all the gossip, and you just start laughing at me. <laughs>
1: yeah, stop. Yeah, now we really enjoyed them. We were blessed. They really put the commitment in over the lockdown. I have to say, and uh, it's paying off. seen a big improvement in the girls when they came back. And just
0: in terms of being one of the more experienced players, because I've seen your social media throughout lockdown, I don't think you stopped. Whether it be five k runs, you're out doing pitch sessions, one to one sessions, you're out doing small little stuff. I don't think I don't think you stopped. Was it ever hard to 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 keep going during the off season? During well, during the break.
1: Look, as I said, I love football. I love playing. So I missed it terribly when it was gone. i A bit of an addiction when it comes to exercise. Um, I love to be busy all the time. Um, I really enjoyed getting stuck in with the one-on-one sessions. Um, The girls were working hard, though, off the pitch as well, I have to say. And we kind of motivated each other, obviously, in WhatsApp. We've let each other know what we're up to and stuff like that. And I really encourage us to keep going. As I said, we have a very young team this year. like The seven games are taking a big step up and they're doing amazing. Like The improvement I've seen in them is absolutely outstanding. So great confidence in them this year.
0: Like I watched them la- I watched the seventeenth once last year and I walked away and I said, I could see where they where they lacked the, the little bit of maybe experience at that level or some of them confidence. But I walked away thinking there's some good players there. And I was like, you know, you're able to identify someone and then you see through that someone of then obviously got called up to the Ireland on a nineteenth squad, some into the Ireland seventeenth squad. Like there's a an array of talent there. It's not just players who who have come out, come out of nowhere looking to play Women's National League like a lot of these youngsters have had, have had young international honours as well
1: oh 100% the girls are great I'm learning a lot from the girls myself they're really making me push myself they're throwing up the training and they're giving everything they're working on and off the pitch and they're making me push myself to work a bit harder as well um, they're great girls great strength in them I was actually surprised when I first came up I thought I did not know if I had the confidence with such a young team, but they've really proved me wrong. They're having an amazing pre-season, and I can't wait to see what they can bring to the league.
0: Just to even listen to you now, you talk, as, you talk quite a lot, and this has been said to me about you as well, that you're one of these that not afraid to put an arm around some a young player and help them through that. Does it give you the drive to, say, to see some of these young players who have this potential to not necessarily let other things get in the way of football? Because... You, t- you, you see, you see, someone as I said about the younger un- underage internationals. They could easily go down the life where they end up with part-time jobs in football. Is this the sort of time now where maybe as they grow, if they're not having a, if they're having a bad spell, that's where someone like yourself can put an arm around them and say, "Listen, hang tight. It's only, a, it's only a blip," and really, you know, help them to caress them through because there's no doubt there is a lot of talent there.
1: A hundred percent. Like as I said. I, I love working with them they're absolutely amazing they're great and they really work hard and um, I think sometimes you need an arm around your shoulder don't you and um, I'm actually trying to be a primary school teacher so that's probably where that comes from but I want to see them doing well like I think they have great potential and I really want them to drive on and um, some of them just need that bit of a push that bit of confidence to say don't drop the head keep going keep pushing forward and it really helps them like I think that's what I'm there for to be honest and um, keep the younger girls going but I have to say they're doing amazingly so far
0: like it's no, it's it's no mistake, and the lads will admit this is itself. It's not going to be, it's going to be tough the first season in the national league. Unfortunately, you may get a couple of results that don't really go your way, but I think it's it's more important that it's not necessarily the results that go your way, but you learn from every game because it is a massive step up and in in this sort of in this sort of environment.
1: Of course, like we're a new team, we've a lot of young players. Um, I don't think anybody's expecting much from us. Um, But look, we're just going to take every game as it comes. Um, It'd be great for the younger girls to gain as much experience on the pitch as possible. Um, Obviously, the focus will be on a team performance. Um, We want to make a bit of a name for ourselves and improve as a team in every game. And any points we pick up on the way, look, that'll be a bonus. But this year, it's just working on us as a team and getting together and working on team performances, as you said.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the whole structure within Bowles, because we can see... The men's club are getting in right in behind, just are rocking in behind and really showing a lot of support to the women this year.
1: Oh, Bows have been fantastic. Like, to be honest, they shocked me. Like, of course, there are more established clubs in terms of, like, women's football than us. Like, but we understand that. I and, mean, like, every team has to start somewhere. But Bows have really provided us with everything we've needed. Like, we've great management, great coaches. The facilities are fantastic. And um, they've really given us everything we've asked for. they are given us every opportunity to go out there and do well, I have to say. They've been fantastic.
0: Like. Being someone who loves football, that's what I think we need more in the next couple of years. We see with Athlone coming into the league as well this year, another club that's established with a, with a League of Ireland club because the only really way for football to grow in this country, especially women's football at an elite level, is if we can get all the League of Ireland clubs to row in behind and really show the support.
1: Oh, 100%. I think it should be a necessity, to be honest, for the, the bigger clubs to have a women's team. It's great to have them involved. And obviously, they're such big clubs, they're such big names. It's enticing girls to continue on playing football. Um, obviously, we've been very lucky with bows. I can't ask for much more from them. And obviously, at loan coming into the team, I heard they're very good to their girls as well. So look, we can only move forward from here.
0: Like even this year, this year the league takes a little bit of a potentially gets a bit more of a publicity bump, bump because one of the biggest names who's who's now coming back to the league, someone who you would have seen around around at your time at P and Stephanie Roach coming back to the league. Like having players like that who've had who had good spells abroad come back to the league. You know, that only really adds to it in terms of the publicity as well.
1: Oh, definitely. Like, as I said, I work in a primary school. My kids love Steph. They think she's amazing. And she's who pushes them to keep playing. Like, my kids have gone and went and signed for PMO just because Steph was associated with them. That just shows the difference it makes to have a name at your club. Um. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Like it's a prime example. It's a Katie Taylor where a lot of people take up boxing them because she was doing so well at the at the amateur thing. Steph sort of has that appeal with the young Irish girl, young Irish girls because she grew up tra- playing during that phase when social media really became a bang.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's great to have a face to the the game. To be honest, it's, too many girls drop out at a young age now, and that really makes them push on and keep playing. So yeah, it's great to have a face to the to the game.
0: In terms of obviously you just you just mentioned something there that's oh I always highlight and it, it does my head in because it's not even just in soccer, it's in all sports and I would say it's not even just females, it's males as well. The young participation dropping out in sports, like how do we how do we encourage them, especially you being a primary school teacher as a primary, prime example, how do we encourage them to like pick up and stay with the sports in terms of the, the younger kids? Because a lot of them now nowadays it's more Social—it's more TikTok, uh, Snapchat, Instagram. You know how do we how do we sort of do this? Is it by having faces like this, or or what do we do? Because obviously they really they love their all social media nowadays. this
1: Yeah, I think obviously with the girls dropping out, it's something to do with like it's hard to make a current in football as a woman if you get know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's something that you have to look at as a, as the FAI or so on. Like unless you go abroad, it's hard make a career out of it so people are venturing off and doing other things I suppose just keep encouraging the kids and keep getting them playing I think sports are a great thing for the mental health and great to get them away from a computer screen if I am honest this TikTok now is not for me but um obviously the younger kids seem to like it but just keep encouraging them keep getting them playing keep getting them down to training sessions Look, it's enjoyable they should be loving it like kids who love the sports will never leave it so make it enjoyable as possible like you
0: know, that, especially you with you being a primary school teacher one, t- one thing my little sister always used to tell me is Oh, my teacher hated doing PA. I think it starts from a young age as well with the people they have around them, that people need to encourage them rather than just let them do their own thing.
1: 100%. Like, obviously I'm not one of those. I absolutely love PE. My kids do PE as often as possible. Um, and just like in my school, for example, they'd have a ball out on the yard, 24, like every time they're out on the yard, they have a ball at their feet and they play and the teachers get encouraged them and get involved with them and it pushes them. And they, was like, they've a great, even GAA, they've a great GAA and a soccer team in the school. So yeah all depends the kinds of people around them, I'm pushing them in a positive way, rather than constructive criticism at such a young age, you know, that kind of way.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, I, I totally agree with that, and I've, I've always been one of the champions that we need to do more, especially for younger females, because, like, we're looking on from the outside, I know you're a GAA fan, I'm a GAA fan as well, as being a fan of women's soccer, but, like, we look at stuff that the ladies GAA are doing, like, we can only aspire to... To want to get things like that where we're having crowds of 50,000 at, at a cup final or an all-Ireland final, like we can only aspire to have things like that.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's actually a pity because you know what? There's great players in this country and phenomenal talent, to be honest with you. And it's a pity that they're not broadcasted enough.
0: Like, I, 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 I fell into the league by mistake by having an argument on social media, like, and ever since day one, I've been hooked. You know, I've always been, it's been something that's driven me whether it be, I'd be more inclined to cover this than than the League of Ireland. And, and I do, people often say, but well, yeah, the League of Ireland, they get more recognition. It doesn't bother me. The whole idea regarding the the, the women's game, is, and I've always said it, is that we need to push more because if we don't get these stories told. People don't know who they are. People, people may not go to a game, but yet if someone sees, for example, you doing an interview and they know you, they might be saying, oh, I might go out and watch Niamh play in a game. And then all of a sudden, if they come out and they like it, then they bring someone else with them back the next time. I think that's probably the way we need to we need to grow it is by by more exposure. Like I've I've been one like I think this the I hate to say it, but the twenty by twenty campaign, it seems to target more of the the bigger sports like the ladies GAA, the Camogie, or even the international soccer, whereas the women's national league sort of is left behind a little bit in that instance.
1: Yeah sure look the only way we're going to spread is the more you talk about it, the more it'll spread. Um, I think that anybody who w- does come down and watch a game won't stop. It's very addictive. There's great players in the league, Um, especially like the PML and Wexford Charles. People want should want to go out and see them. They're great teams. They are great players. They play great football. There's no reason why people shouldn't be. But obviously, the more we need to talk, we need to talk about more to get more people involved. I suppose.
0: Like we look at just the name, 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 one or two faces. The likes of Rihanna Jarrett, who's been at home for the last couple of years, we've been absolutely. Given a, a wonderful opportunity to come and watch her, like everybody seeing what she's doing against the Ukraine for Ireland, and then all of a sudden people start to take a little bit of notice. But people like myself have been saying I've been watching her over the last couple of years when she's being fit, and people a lot of people didn't even realise that this is on their doorstep. But like that's why I do these sort of things. It's just is to try and encourage because I I always say that if I can get one more if I can get one or two more people talking about women's football every time I do an interview, then always someone else then we will get we'll get someone else talking about it. And I think that's where not only the FAI have to do more, myself as a media has to do more, clubs have to do more, players, like we all need to do more. So we can't rely on everybody to do everything for us. We actually need to drive this ourselves. And I think in terms of the women's game, as you say there, like I'd be hopeful, especially with what Boas are doing at the moment, that we might see some of the some of the Bows first team potentially coming out to watch games, then we might see some of the Bow's season ticket holders. So like there's a there's an ample opportunity. Like if for you for you guys in particular, especially when you're at home, it's a Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. Like you still have the rest of your day to come. It's only a couple of hours. Like there's there's so much chances for people to come out and watch us.
1: Yeah, definitely. I as I said, I think I feel me and the girls all feel really lucky to be supported by Bows. And um, they're really giving us everything that we need. And I think we need more big clubs like themselves um to really get behind our women's teams and push them and promote them a little bit more.
0: Like we look at just an example of what Shelburne have done this year. Anytime they launched the new jersey, Jamie Finn was all over it. Jamie Finn done the home and away jersey. She's been in a lot of the promotional shots they've used. Like that's how the in, in the intertwining and I know from from speaking to Pat the stuff that some of the stuff that Bowes have been doing with yourselves that they haven't made us feel as if he's a, just a side note of the club. They've really looked after you it's, but in terms of the league itself, obviously you've been back training a couple of weeks. Fixtures are back out again. That must be the real buzz now because the original fixtures were released in February and then they said we'd have new fixtures. Must be, that must be the buzz, the fact, the fact that you know where you are. Saturday Saturday week, uh, Saturday, Saturday two weeks, you're down at Wexford, the second week in, in August, down to, down to play Wexford, the FAI Cup champions.
1: Yes, definitely. We had a bit of a chat about that this morning on our WhatsApp group. There's definitely a buzz around. Like, obviously, we respect Wexford. We think they're an absolutely amazing team. But at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11. So if you have any fear going into the game, you've, you've lost already, really. Um, we were talking about it this morning. We were saying we're a new, young team. Like, we've nothing really to lose. The way we look at it is the pressures on Wexford. So there's nowhere to wait to start the campaign. So there's an absolute buzz around. So we can't wait to get going.
0: I think I would, I'd be willing to say this, and I'd say you probably agree with me. The only shame is that we're not getting a full season this year because I think the 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 massive gains that Bougs would have made, especially even though if it had been a full season from August to, say, December, rather than the way it's been cut down, the more games you play, the more you're going to learn. But like, I think we're just lucky that we have football this year. I'd say you'd agree, you'd agree with me on that.
1: Oh, 100%. Like I was devastated when all this the lockdown started I was saying yeah that's typical the one year decides to give it a go and all this happens but look I'm just delighted that we can get back onto the pitch at all and um, I think the staff at Bowes have really been fantastic at getting us back training so early and um, everything's in place and we're really looking forward to getting back I'm just glad to be back to be honest with you and um, yeah
0: On training on training what was the how's it been like having all these restrictions in place in terms of getting checks and all done when you walk into the ground it must be strange
1: very strange at the beginning. Like, obviously, we are back training the first two weeks with non contact, so you're trying to intercept on a pass, which was the most frustrating thing ever, especially for someone like me who loves to tackle. Um, but yeah, do you know um I put up any restrictions or anything we had to do just to be back on the pitch. It's just it's great to be back amongst the girls. Like, Zoom's great, but you know, we can't be being on the football pitch.
0: I'd say, though, in terms of uh, just the whole the whole environment that you. It's, it's so different, let's say, just to doing your 5k run out and about, just to see the back in a group amongst the people.
1: Oh, it's great to socialise. It's great to back to see the girls' faces, just to have a bit of a laugh. you know, like It pushes you when you have the girls around you, I suppose.
0: Realistically, with this season being a top half, bottom half, being split after the first series of games, what sort of targets are you setting as a club? Is it a game-by-game game target or is it a certain amount of points? So
1: we're taking it game by game Aaron, as best as possible um, as we said like we're working on team performances this year this year is just laying the foundations for the future for both and getting the younger girls as much experience as possible in the league and as I said any points we put, pick up along the way are definitely going to be a bonus I think we're lucky in a way this year because we have new teams starting with us we're not under pressure being the sole newcomer to the league so yeah we're lucky in a way this year but as I said points are just a bonus this year
0: and in terms, of, in terms of just listening to everything you're saying to me right now, you're not really talking as if it's going to be a quick six months and then you're, you're legging it again. You sound like this could be something that you have a good couple of years because the lads have really sold you a vision.
1: 100% I believe in the project that they're, that they're undertaking. They say give it a three-year plan and I hope I'm there at the end of them three years because I have no doubt that the club is going to do fantastic and they'll be competing for league and cup titles in a couple of years to come. Hopefully, I'll be still
0: around by then. Ah, uh, if 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 I, if I no no, apart from what he's been telling me about you, I wouldn't be surprised if be aware He's been he's been giving me all the the lowdown. I wouldn't mind when I asked. I asked him the other day. I was like, "Give me a balls player who'll will talk to me." And he, the first name he got, the first name he comes. He says, "Don't worry, Neville, keep talking to you all day long."
1: Yeah, I don't stop talking. That's probably. Me. <laughs> a problem. Sean has been always giving out to me. Sean's trying to talk and I'm there whispering to one of the girls beside us. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a chatterbox box alright.
0: But maybe that's maybe that's what you need, especially especially yeah, on the pitch as well.
1: Definitely. Like we've a lot of younger girls as I said and obviously me and Sinead Farrelly has got to come in as well. And I think that's great to have that experience. <laughs> that we'll keep talking to the younger girls on the pitch. I think that's something that the girls kind of lack every now and again. They play great, they're great strength, but they're afraid to talk to each other. So that's obviously definitely where me and Snaid come in.
0: There's a player actually who I watched one of the first women's national league games I watched Sinead Farley was actually playing when she was involved with United like that's another player who's had a story just like yours who's had a couple of years at the top won a couple of national league titles won FAI Cups played in uh, been involved in Champions League then drops off and all of a sudden comes back again reinvigorated and from what I heard as well she's training very well as well with both so like that's great to see even someone like that coming back
1: Oh, Sinead's absolutely flying. Sinead's one of the hardest people I know off the pitch. She works extremely hard. It's like, she's half five starts just to get her training done before she goes to work. Um, I've seen a dramatic change in her since the beginning of the year. She's absolutely flying, I have to say. She's training really well, and it's great to have her amongst the younger girls, as you said, just to talk to them, to put an arm around them. She really motivates them and encourages them to do well. So it's great to have Sinead around.
0: Like, that's that's brilliant, though, when you say a player, she's getting up a half five to do her training before work. Because. It's not easy, especially especially with a new project and having stepping back up to a level after dropping down. Like that's the one thing that can always really get in the way of someone like that. That it may be frustrating, you know, that it's it's not happening for you. You know, maybe she didn't want to come back earlier, but maybe the project was the was the great opportunity because I, I know she doesn't have her friends who she would have had a, a, Rahini or even even the Shelburne players who she would have played with. So like she's going in there, it's only her. She's going in there to make an impression and she seems really committed and really willing to to really stand up for the cause.
1: Definitely. Like I was with Sinead last night and we were having a chat and we are actually just saying how much the team has surprised us from the beginning of when we first started training up until now, the change in them and how much they've improved is dramatic to be honest with you. And we were just talking about it last night and we've been pleasantly surprised and she's definitely committed to the cause anyway. And Sinead's one of those that she commits, she commits fully. She'll give you everything she has. So yeah, it's great to have her around.
0: So, if I was to ask you now, if we do this interview again in four months, five months' time when the season ends, what do you hope to be, to be calling this season? What do you, what do you want to finally know to be on this season?
1: A learning curve. I hope that we can learn from every game and progress from every game. That's all we can ask from the girls. They're a very, very young team and all I want is for them is just get that bit of experience and to learn from every game and hopefully use this year as a stepping stone for 40 years to come.
0: Brilliant, Niamh. Thank you very much for your time. Um, I really do appreciate it. But just to let the listeners know, um, we will have another interview coming tomorrow night with Tree United's chairman, Con Murray and manager Dave Rooney. Thank you very much for your time, Niamh.
1: That's great. Thanks very much, Aaron.